Congress, the President, the Supreme Court. We think of government and politics through the lens of what is happening in Washington. But we are far more affected by our local officials, community volunteers, and everyday citizens than anything decided in D.C. This podcast brings these stories to you through conversations with the people shaping our lives in our communities. I'm Jack Clett. Born and raised in South Jersey, I know firsthand the strength of our neighborhoods. At 16, I volunteered for my congressman, where I learned that constituent service is a primary responsibility of any elected official. Constituent service is another name for good government. These are the good stories of government doing good in our towns, our boroughs, our municipalities, our counties, our regions, our state. I'm Jack Lett, and this is For the Public. Families across South Jersey cooked the turkey and the pumpkin pies. The Zoom accounts were firing away as most gathered through the internet to be with loved ones this Thanksgiving. My typical double-tabled dining room hosted a simple place setting for three. And yet it was hard not to feel thankful and truly grateful. While there were missing chairs at my Thanksgiving table, there weren't empty chairs like so many other homes in our communities. While there were fewer dishes on my Thanksgiving table, no corn or beets or sweet potatoes this year, there was still plenty of food and a fridge now filled with leftovers. Meanwhile, across South Jersey, there were many families whose Thanksgiving dinner came only courtesy of the generosity of others, or worse, didn't come at all. Where I live in Collingswood, Thanksgiving 2020 was accompanied by unseasonably warm temperatures. This was its own blessing for those who don't find themselves in a warm, safe home. Now, I know all of you tune into this podcast to learn about the good of government and the good works of citizen servants and leaders in our communities. Going by the tone of this intro, you might be thinking I'm a bit down today. I am not. In fact, I am bursting. Not from a super-filling Thanksgiving meal. No, I am bursting with optimism. Optimism brought about by my guest. This episode of For the Public focuses on the good work of a South Jersey citizen servant, one who is keeping bodies warm and hearts full. Happy Thanksgiving, South Jersey. DJ Cottrell is a citizen servant working hard this holiday season to provide warm new coats for those in need. He is founder of the Every Heart Should Be Warm, Not Cold Coat Drive. DJ, welcome to For the Public. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So listen, congratulations. This is your fourth year uh, mm-hmm. organizing the Every Heart Should Be Warm, Not Cold Coat Drive. So yes. two quick questions for you to kind of start things off here. Mm-hmm. How are things going with the drive this year? And most importantly, how can folks participate? Uh, this year, I mean, right now, I feel like it's going good just because of all the attention that it, you know, it got this year, more than the previous years. A lot, a lot more people are a little bit more animated with everything. You know, want to, how can I, how can I help? What can I do? Um, so, so far it's, it's going good. Uh, December 5th is really when I see how it goes. Um, so that's when the event takes place. It's going to be in Millville at 102 South 8th Street at the Phenom Factory at 12 o'clock. And uh, it's going to be a one-day event because of COVID. And it's going to be a drive-through event. So uh, hopefully I can just take them right to the uh, home shelter right afterwards. So that's pretty much how it's going to go this year because usually I would team up with 
several local businesses as drop-off locations in like in the past previous years. So it would be Jim's Lunch, Inspira Fitness Center, the Phenom Factory, and Razor's Edge Barbershop in Mobile too. So it's all in the Cumberland County region. Just, you know, just to get everybody involved. But um, this year, I mean, I would say it's going good. I mean, I thought COVID, you know, I didn't think I would be able to do it because I called the homeless shelter. They said, they said uh, in order for me to do it, the coast had to be brand new. And, you know, I was just like, damn, I thought I wouldn't be able to do it. And me, it was just like my optimistic mindset. Just like, I, I got to find a way to do it. And I was a little scared. I was a little hesitant. Then I talked to a buddy of mine. Like, he's a he's like a real, real close friend, like a best friend mentor. And he was just like, you know, there's, there's, there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, he's just like, you know, you never know how people are feeling. And, you know, just be honest with, honest with everybody and just tell them like, hey, you have to buy new coats this year due to COVID. And, you know, if they're really genuine and want to help, you know, the next person, they'll do it. If not, then you got to do it on your own. But figured it out, found a way. And, you know, the people here are real, real uh, receptive to everything. And I can't thank, you know, everybody in Mobile, Violent, Bristol, the whole Cumberland County region, even miles up to the uh, – yeah, it's, it's getting pretty big, so I'm, I'm excited. Well, I think to be clear, so the audience knows, uh, you know, we're not talking about a coat drive that, you know, provides for like five coats. I mean, no. last year, I think it was what, over, over 200 folks yeah. uh, were a bit warmer because of your efforts. Yes. Yes. So, so this is the, this is a, a, a major, uh, a major effort. Mm-hmm. So if folks want to participate, mm-hmm. do they need to show up on December 5th uh, and drop off these new coats? How, how can they uh, best go about helping you out? So pretty much it's just like, they can just go December 5th. They can just come to the feed on factory and they can, just, it's going to be like a little drive through setup. So as long as they just come through drive through and just drop off the coat, they're doing a lot more than, you know, than what someone else could, could be. Doing. Uh, there, I also saw, um, that there might be a way for folks to just donate outright if they yeah. don't have the ability to go and get the coat, um, if they don't yeah. want to go and get the coat new uh, because they're staying out of stores or, or what yeah. have you. Uh, is there a way to just provide a financial donation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a Venmo account set up. It's DJ underscore Cottrell 10, and it's on Venmo. And, uh, I, you know, me, like, I, I, I'm going to do whatever I can, you know, to – to give back and I know the community as well. So if I have to go to the stores myself, I would definitely go to the stores and uh, no problem. And, you know, I just really just want, you know, this year was pretty, pretty tough on everybody, you know, mentally, physically, and, you know, spiritually too. And I just want to, you know, make the world come together. I can start at the local level and, you know, hopefully it inspires somebody else in the next town, then the next town, the next state. And, you know, it just keeps going. So, DJ, that's exactly what this podcast is about. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, we're yeah. looking to to show and share these these stories of folks like yourself uh, to do just that to inspire others to to do good in their communities. So, thanks so much for for what you're doing. I, I want to ask you about the Cumberland Family Shelter in Byland, mm-hmm. New Jersey. So, this year, uh, that is the beneficiary of your efforts. Now, I mentioned that this is the fourth year of you doing yeah. the Code Drive. Mm-hmm. Do, does the beneficiary organization change each year? How how did you decide on Cumberland Family Shelter? Um, no, nah, just because. No, nah, it doesn't change every year. 
I always go back to them just because like I actually know like there's there people there in need. I mean, you know, we are in a smaller town, so the homeless rate maybe is less compared to like a city. So you won't see as much people, you know, on the side of the streets or under a bridge or just walking around, you know, asking for help. Where like, you know, I know there's a designated area where people from all over the Carmel County area are going. So I was, you know, I just figured I'd just go there. Then I did it my first year. I was like, oh, it's a good turnout. And my second year, did it again. And my third year, I did it again. And, you know, I don't really know too many people. That, I don't really know anybody that works there. Honestly, I just go there and they probably don't remember me. I mean, which is completely fine. And, you know, I just, I just know there's people there in need. So it's just always just a, it's just a great spot to go to. Well, look, when you're able to supply over 200 coats, uh, I think they know you. So I, th- <laughs> I think they, they probably know who you are and know of your efforts. Um, so how did this all get started for you? I mean, you know, look, there's a, there, there are a lot of needs uh, yeah. in our communities, in our neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of folks see those needs, and for whatever reason, they, they, they don't necessarily take an action or certainly as grand of an action mm-hmm. uh, as this. You started um, – and, and if I believe the, the, I'm correct, the first year, right around 50 coats were donated. It's, it's increased each year. Yeah. Uh, what is it that, that inspired you to take this specific action? Um, well, just like, you know, being a typical teenager, you know, just like, oh, you think you're like above the law, you know, you feel like you can do anything, right? You're invincible. Yeah, and I felt like I was invincible. I had it all. And I felt like, I, you know. I was grown. I felt like I was grown. I was like, you know what? I left home. Then, you know, reality hit and <laughs> it hit. So it was just like, you know, having it all coming from a great family, then, you know, kind of taking it for granted and being like ungrateful. Um, reality hit, uh, different things happened. And I met like the person I met who helped me out a lot is like my best friend. Uh, his name is Sahir. And he helped me out a lot along the way, educating me a lot, you know, held me accountable. You know, accountability is everything. And once he held me accountable to everything that was going on in my life at that moment, it all, you know, it all started from there. So you know, I came back home. I was like, man, he helped me out to get back on my feet. You know what I mean? Along other people did as well. I'm just like, how can I give, like, you know, for me, how can I get back to others? How can I trans like inspire others? How can I pass along this positive energy that every that people need on a daily basis, right? Especially, you know, we don't know what exactly everybody's what's going on in everybody's head, you know. So just like I have to, you know, I just felt like the need for me to do it. And uh in order, you know, just because not kind of like paying him back in a sense of like, okay, look, this is what I'm doing because you told me, but it's more or less like the the core value lessons that you told me. And I will never take anything for granted. And I feel like I just have to pass that along with people. Like, I don't know if I like, could be a complete stranger. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm going to care. I want to ask if you're okay. I don't care, you know, who you are. So I just feel like that was, you know, that was a calling right there. So just being 19, being stupid, young and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Um, I don't so- regret it at all. I don't because those events shaped me to the man that I am today. And, you know, life is good. So. Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, and I'm glad that people are benefiting from 
you know, what obviously was a, a challenging time for you. Uh, yeah. and now you're, you're on the upswing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so are folks, um, hopefully who are going to receive this assistance. Uh, DJ, I have to ask you, I mean, how did, how is it that folks typically hear about this? How do you normally get the word out? I mean, I, I, I benefited from a write up about this story in the courier post, uh, yeah. online, which we have the link on for the public Folks can access it there. Um, how do you usually get the word out about the co-try? Usually just be my own personal social media accounts. Honestly, I usually like try to find somebody who's creative as well uh, to collaborate with. Who can I record a video or if I need to make a, a post or a little flyer. Um, I have this uh, friend of mine and uh, his name is Anthony and he always uh, helps me out when it comes to like, all right, cool. How can we get this the message out there? in a creative way to, you know, capture the, the young, the, the millennials, I guess. Yeah, I'm a millennial, I guess I would call it. Catch our attention, right? So just like you have to like be consistent and try to be creative somehow. So I just use social and uh, a lot of people just, you know, pick it up and just retweet it on Twitter, share it on Instagram and Instagram stories on Facebook. Just share it. I mean, people around here, they're really, really supportive, especially Millville, Violin, and Bristol. So Without them, I mean, it wouldn't have helped a lot. And then, uh, yeah, this year was my first time actually getting a newspaper, uh, like, interview. So I was just like, I was like, oh, wow, like, things are really, really – it's starting It's starting to grow. But I also have a, a buddy, too, uh, Mike Trout. He, uh, he, like, he retweets it or, like, shares it on Facebook. And then, like, other his with his audience, a lot more people will come. So it's kind of – it's kind of cool. I mean, everybody's like playing their part just organically, just out of love and, you know, the genuine soul that everybody has. So That's great. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a network that's uh, that's obviously invested in, uh, in the drive and in the effort. Uh, and, and I would imagine a, a bit in you too. So Matt, <laughs> this um, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about that friend of DJs, Mike Trout is none other than Angels outfielder Mike Trout, himself raised in Millville, New Jersey. The eight-time Major League Baseball All-Star shared on Facebook this message from DJ. Uh, you know, just the thing about this year, I think we should, you know, start off 2021 the right way. And by end of 2020, by, you know, spreading love, spreading joy around, and trying to help one another out. And I think we can do that as BM1 coming collective, you know, by taking the first step and giving back to our community. This year has been pretty divisive, and you know, I think it's time for us to uh, start loving each other a little bit more than you know than what this year had taught us. What are the reaction of the folks who who benefit from the drive? Have you been in yeah. a position where you're able to mm-hmm. to like, talk with them or, or to hear from them? Last was it last year maybe or two years ago? I was it two years ago. I got a chance to uh, last year I didn't, but. A year before that, I got a chance, you know, to talk to everybody. Not everybody, but those who wanted to be there, you know, like in front, because there was going to be a camera there, and, you know, and talk to those who were comfortable enough. And, you know, just being able to hear their experiences, I mean, obviously, it's it's very humbling. It keeps me grounded. But also just, you know, letting them know that, like, all right, cool. I understand you may be alone, but in this, this, you know, you feel like you're confined to an area where it's just like, all right, cool, it's a homeless shelter. Nobody else cares about us out here, right? It's kind of like their own bubble. 
but it's just like, you know, how can we make you feel loved and make it feel like you're not just here in this, you know, in this bubble. Like there's also a life out there where people actually care about you. So going there, you know, telling them that and hearing their, hearing those stories is just, you know, it's a, it's a good feeling knowing that, you know, that they see that people actually care about them. Like there's a community behind them and, you know, it can be, you know, like, you know, some people may deny it, like, oh, like, you know, they, people don't care about us. But in reality, it's just like, you know, people really do care about you. If not, we want to, you know, come together as one. So. So for you, this is far more, this is far more uh, than just giving someone. Yeah. Code, right. You're, you're, it's you're just like, you know, okay, a code will keep you warm. Right. And like when you're down and out your heart, you know, you can probably feel like, oh man, like I felt cold, like in my heart too. Like, you know, and it's just like, you know, obviously the jackets don't keep you warm physically, but the love is going to keep you warm mentally and spiritually. And that's what we have to do, you know, because, you know, dark times can be very cold and lonely. And, you know, we just have to come together and just help each other out because that's how people, you know, that's how people, you know, succeed in life by helping each other out. Yeah. So that's a, a worthy message, I think, for right now. Um, a lot of folks, uh, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, and as I said in my uh, introduction to today's episode, you know, I think a lot of folks didn't gather with their family like normal, um, but they still had an opportunity to, to be with uh, at least their immediate loved ones uh, together, safe, warm, food on the table, uh, and, and this year's quite a bit different uh, than what we've experienced in years past. And there's a lot of people who maybe never even thought they would be in need uh, that are in need. Um, so uh, again, a worthy, a worthy message for, for this time that we find ourselves in. So listen, you're in year four. Uh, any thoughts on, uh, I know you haven't gotten to December 5th yet. There's still a lot of work to do. Uh, but any thoughts on what year five may bring? Oh man, um, like the energy that I'm receiving this year and the support this year might be the biggest year, you know, I mean, I feel like it it, it should or hopefully it passes 200. I don't really focus on a number because I just, just rather, you know, just get as much as I can just to help as you know, many lives as I can at once while I'm home. Um, but, you know, I feel like this year is going to be big at first. When I first put the the message, the video out, I was hesitant. I was scared just because I didn't think people would actually like, you know, oh, man, like, I got to buy a new coat. Why I got to do this? Because, you know, everybody, you know, wants a reason. I mean, cool. Like, everybody's entitled to that. So, but it's actually pretty awesome that everybody's coming together and being supportive. So I think this year it's going to be really big. Plus, you know, it's, 2020 was already horrible. I mean, drastic for a lot of people. So just like everybody's over it and they're, you know, trying to come together and, you know, start 2021 fresh. So, I mean, I feel like everything's playing a part. So just, you know. Well, and look, you've provided a way for, I think, people to have a bit of a connection. And mm -hmm. one of the things that has become clear, uh, hopefully more so now than we've ever really experienced before because of what we've been through since March mm -hmm. is that, um, that, kind of innate human need to, to connect with others 
uh, mm-hmm. really is powerful. And, you know, look, if, if, if heading the Burlington Coat Factory and grabbing a new coat is a way for people to feel that connection, uh, then I'm, I'm glad the outlet exists. Yeah. So uh, last question, what about, what about you? How do you plan on uh, keeping on, keeping on with, uh, with work like this? Uh, I'm just, I mean, like right now I live in LA, so I thought things would be a little bit challenging, but I mean, I'm going to find a way to come home and keep on doing it. I mean, I feel like nothing in my, to me, what I envision in life is just like, I can do anything that I put my mind to and I, you know, I'm going to keep coming back home. I'm going to keep teaming up with the Phenom Factory. I'll, my ears will be open if anybody else want to help out and, uh, you know, going to do, you know, what we have to do as a one, as a community, you know, to provide for, you know, for those in need. And I'm going to keep on doing that same thing with that mindset. So, For more on DJ and the Every Heart Should Be Warm, Not Cold Coat Drive, as recently covered in the Courier Post, visit ForThePublicPod.com. DJ Cottrell, Citizen Servant, thanks for joining me for the public. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There are so many ways to give this holiday season. Even the simplest of gestures can go a long way towards making this season truly magical for those members of our communities in need. We don't all need to be the next DJ Cottrell. We can do something simpler, a bit less grand. If we all did that, perhaps the grand gestures wouldn't be as necessary, as required as they are today. For those of us that are making our way through this pandemic more fortunate than others, we can do what many have done, Invest in our neighborhoods by supporting our local shops, our local businesses. This holiday season, they need us now more than ever. On our next episode, we'll hear from two citizen leaders about their efforts to do just that. We'll head to Hamilton, New Jersey, the blueberry capital of the world, to learn about the work of Main Street Hamilton's executive director, Cassie Iacovelli. And we'll visit with Collingswood Mayor, Jim Maley to learn how one balances the needs of a vibrant downtown during the holiday season while also focusing on safety during the pandemic. That brings us to the end of another episode. I'll leave you with this. Whether you get your podcasts through Google, Apple, Spotify, or somewhere else, reviews help to expose the show to even more listeners. Good reviews are appreciated. I'd like to thank my guest, DJ Cottrell, as well as everyone who has and will donate coats to make lives a bit better, bodies and hearts a bit warmer. Until next time, I'm Jack Klett, and this is For the Public.